Because if you're not confident about what you can do, then you're, you're looking and worried and concerned and comparing yourself to what other people have rather than staying in like tunnel vision and just focusing on, on what you can get done and being grateful for what you have. If you want more things to be grateful about, start with being grateful. Like yeah. will attract like. And the universe that makes this happen, and call it the universe, call it God, call it whatever you want to call it. It doesn't know the difference between a positive feeling or a negative feeling. It's just going to give you more of the en- of what energy you put out. It's like mm-hmm. magnets, right? We all know that like attracts like. And so if you give out positive feelings and vibrations, that's how the polarity in the universe and with God, again, whatever you want to call it, it starts to shift. But it doesn't know if it's a good feeling or a bad feeling. Life is going to give you challenges, struggles. It's going to force you to face your fears. Even though these may feel like your worst enemy, in truth, these are actually your greatest allies. My name is Lance Isios. Welcome to the University of Adversity. Class is in session, about to learn a lesson in the game. We embrace the pain, take it and we make some change. Without scarcity, I don't know where I'll be. It's how we learn and now it's your turn. Let's get Welcome to the University of Adversity. So one of the number one things I get asked all the time is, Lance, when are you going to launch a podcast course? When can I learn to do what you do? So now the time has finally come. And I've partnered up with another fellow podcaster, Julian Guterlai from Green Planet, Blue Planet. We have over 400 episodes combined, reached multiple tens of thousands of people, and impacted a lot of lives. We decided to come together and create an eight-week program. We're going to do eight 90-minute calls throughout the process. We're going to break down how it all works from start to finish. Podcasting is an interesting game right now. A lot of people fail because they don't get the right information in the beginning and they either quit because they underestimate the amount of work it takes or they just don't know what they're doing. So we want to provide you something so that you can learn from the mistakes we made, start it off, hitting the ground running and actually have success. So having an eight week program where we're going to have a small group, 10 to 12 people, we're going to be able to talk. We're going to be able to communicate and really figure out what questions you have, what's stopping you and how to break through any barriers like that. So you're going to be able to launch this thing feeling amazing and confident. And not only that, it's a community feel. So it's always better to have a support group around you when doing something like this. And I believe this will be a life-changing opportunity. So we're looking for 10 to 12 people. If you're interested or you feel called to this, I highly recommend checking it out. You can find on my Instagram, lance.esios. It's in the bio, the top one. It says, launch your own podcast course. If you click on there, it'll give you all the information. And then we can hop on a call and answer any questions that you have. So I highly suggest if you're feeling called to start a podcast, but if you don't have the tools, the resources, you don't know how to do it, this is perfect for you. We'll help you the entire way to start and launch your podcast so it can be successful. So if you're feeling called, check it out. Link is in the bio on my Instagram. Or if you feel like you want more information beforehand, send me a DM. Happy to answer any questions or email me anytime. Have a great day, everybody.
And we are back. What's happening, everybody? Hope you guys are having a great day today. Thanks so much for coming and hanging out with us. If you're new here, welcome to the family. If you're a regular listener to University of Adversity, welcome back. You guys, we had a really fun conversation today. My next guest name is Jazz Takar. He's a Toronto, Canada native and has been in the sales and service industry for over 25 years. Soon after deciding to try his hand in real estate, he co-founded the brand REC, pronounced REC, and in the course of 15 years, has successfully propelled his team to first place position in Canada under Royal LePage. With 25 realtors and 10 support staff, the team advises and assists over 700 buyers, sellers, investors, yearly across the Toronto area. Jazz has an area of expertise in helping investors build their own real estate portfolios and wanting to share his knowledge and experience with the masses. He wrote a book titled Real Estate Intelligence, which teaches how to buy and sell real estate on their own. Furthering his pursuit to educate and motivate, he now hosts one of the top business podcasts in the country, The Rec Experience, where he interviews guests who share their success stories on real estate investing, entrepreneurship, and leadership. His hope is to provide inspiring content to aid others in removing the friction from their own life in order to help get them from where they are to where they want to be. We had a great conversation today and I, we really got into the whole conversation of what makes a good leader and how, how to keep your team inspired and really what the, the, the things that actually matter are. And so much of it is mindset. You know, so much of it is mindset from how you're raised, when you're growing up, you know, you have these choices and, you know, these choices can go good or bad and how you bounce back and how you deal with these things usually comes down to mindset and it's never easy, but these are the things that we have to work on on a daily basis. So me and Jazz talk about his team. He speaks very highly of his team and we really get into you know, what makes a good team. So you guys are going to love this. There's lots of high energy in this. We're going to, he's had guests such as Grant Cardone, Gary Vaynerchuk. So some very high profile people and his energy is really infectious. So I know you guys will get a lot out of this. So if you guys haven't already, make sure to subscribe to University of Adversity. It's free on Apple. And if you guys can please leave a review on Apple, I really want to push to get more reviews for this show because when people come to look at the show, it just, the more reviews we have, the more credible it is. Meaning the more this message will get out to people. So if you guys can, please leave a review on Apple and I'd greatly appreciate it. Okay. So enough of me talking, you guys, this is a great episode. I hope you enjoy it. In fact, I know you will. Jazz Takar coming right up and we're on Jazz. How you doing, man? Thanks for coming on. I'm good, Lance. Thanks for having me, man. I, uh, (laughs) I've been uh, seeing your, your your podcast all over the place, so it is a pleasure and an honor to be uh, a guest on your podcast. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah, absolutely, man. Absolutely, and thank you. Yeah, it's uh, it's quite the journey. I get to connect selfishly. I get to connect with amazing humans and learn a little bit every single time, and it's it's pretty awesome. So that that's what I love about uh, hosting podcasts, right? Because yeah. You, you allow other people, A, to be a fly on the wall of conversations mm. that you're having. But again, you said it, right? Like selfishly, you're learning 
right? And and to be selfless, you need to be selfish first. You got to fill up totally. your own cup before you can start giving to others. And and so I know a lot of people, you know, there's a negative connotation to being selfish, but I I, I don't fully agree with it. I think mm-hmm. I think we need to fill ourselves up, and so we can give more, right? If my cup is not full, it's going to be very very tough for me to give to somebody else. Yeah, isn't that the truth? It's we're so conditioned that we got to, obviously giving is important, but we have to, you're right. We got to fill our cup first in order for us to be better service to others. We have to be better service to ourselves. I laugh. I laugh with uh, my team all the time. And it it was kind of the running joke when new team members join me, but I tell them, man, I, I wake up every morning. I kiss myself first. I give love to myself (laughs) first, you know, like I, I need to, I need to train the brain. And I think everyone should, it's, it it really is the, 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 the most underutilized muscle uh, that we have. It's not the biggest muscle we have, but definitely I think scientists have only really uncovered 10 to 13% of the brain. And so if we can start to train our brain, train our hearts, love yourself, and then you'll learn to give more to others. Like, well, how do you, like, when do you feel best of, you know, uh, best about yourself when you help someone? So allow them yeah. to help you uh, as well. And yeah. And when do you feel best when somebody hugs you and kisses mm. you, you get that feeling inside. Well, you can start that every morning. Totally. If you're by yourself, you can start, you can hug yourself and get that feeling inside. And it might not be the same touch because it's, it's not someone else doing it, but the feeling, the mm-hmm. feelings you feel will be very, very similar. And that radiates over to the people that you come in contact with. For like sure. showing yourself love is just, it's going to come out in all your conversations. And, and, and that's where people I think get it mixed up is like, it's not, it's not a sense of an ego kind of thing. Like it's just literally you have to, you have to learn to love yourself. You have to, because if you don't, how can you expect others to? And that energy you have, man, it's funny that you, we started talking about this because I've been talking about this so much lately and how important it is, especially what's going on in the world today. It's like we really have to do our part to show ourselves love and show compassion because that's going to represent how we treat other people. And in most of the situations, like, you know, uh, uh, what happened there in Minneapolis and, 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 and the civil unrest that's going on right now in the, uh, in the United States, the gentleman that, that did what he did, I mean, could it, okay, our story is going to start coming out now that he, he didn't feel a lot of love or he felt insecure of some, something or he had, and I'm sure as we all do have insecurities, but was, what, what was his major insecurity and what was he lacking to do that to another human being, to have like the inhumanity that, that was done. It's so difficult for me personally and so many others mm. to fathom and understand, right? And, and it generally starts with not loving yourself or not feeling confident about what you can do. And then because if you're not confident about what you can do, then you're, you're looking and worried and concerned and comparing yourself to what other people have rather than staying in like tunnel vision and just focusing on, on what you can get done and being grateful for what you have. If you want more things to be grateful about, start with being grateful. Like yeah. will attract like. And the universe that makes this happen, and call it the universe, call it God, call it whatever you want to call it, 
It doesn't know the difference between a positive feeling or a negative feeling. It's just going to give you more of the en- of what energy you put out. It's like mm-hmm. magnets, right? We all know that like attracts like. And so if you give out positive feelings and vibrations, that's how the polarity in the universe and with God, again, whatever you want to call it, it starts to shift. But it doesn't know if it's a good feeling or a bad feeling. Yeah. Yeah, well, you're speaking my language, man. I love, I love this stuff. And gratitude is something that changed my life in so many ways. And and you brought up a good point. And you see, about this, you got to look at the root of of this person that committed this crime and many other crimes, cops, whoever it may be. They're the the thing is, is I I would I'm fascinated about is how did they learn that hate? You know, they weren't born, and this could be this is generations of of hate and whatever. But like, how did how do we help them unlearn this shit? You know, like what kind of love was not installed in him? Like what's his environment? Because he was seeing life through a lens that felt that was necessary. And it's, it's well, crazy to me to think about that. I like Lance, you said that I, you said the word that got my ears perked up, which was environment, right? Like yeah. we are who we hang out with. We are with what, with the information that we allow in Mm. our heads. Right. And so, and so to, in my opinion, how do you drown out negativity? You do exactly that. You drown it out with positivity. And so what are you watching? Who are you hanging out with? What kind of conversations are you having? And unfortunately, sometimes it's coming from the people that are closest to us from a a blood perspective, family. Now that I'm not here to say, don't spend time with your mother, your father, your siblings, your grandparents, your aunts and uncles. But I'm saying maybe you can consider spending a little bit of less time instead of getting on a phone call with an hour with your mom. Maybe you can start with 55 minutes. Get back yeah. that five minutes of your life where you can, because if that 55 minutes is all negativity and saying, Lance, you shouldn't do this, Jazz, you can't do this. And uh, uh, money doesn't grow on trees and what's all that? Like I'm in the real estate world. So like you, you shouldn't invest in real estate. You can love people from afar too, you know, and you can still respect people, but you don't need to give them all that time because now if you cut it down to 55 minutes, you get back five minutes that you can start putting in positive, positive information, listening to books, podcasts like yours, where you're going to hear and see stories, hear stories of people that, that went through adversity, but they turned it around. You know, if somebody has lens, if somebody has done what you want to do, then all, all you have to do is reverse engineer it now. Right. And yeah. so like, like, like if, if you grew up in an area that was tough and, or in a family, in a home where you know, you got beat up and raped and all these things. And they're all such bad things. Like, mm-hmm. again, inhumane things. But if somebody else got through it, then so can you. Yeah. So like, what's your excuse now? Mm-hmm. What's your excuse now, right? So if somebody, I always like to look at people that have done already what I want to do because I actually don't think I'm that, that smart. Like, if, like, yeah. like my IQ is not that high and I know that. I think I have really good EQ and I think I, I can, I'm, from an emotional perspective, I like talking to people. I like, I like connecting with people. Um, but from an IQ perspective, I'm not going to try to hit my head against the wall. Like, I think that's the only place that I was really smart at, which was like, you know what? Lance already has a successful podcast. I'm just going to see what he did. What day does he post? How often does he post? What does he talk about? And I'm going to reverse engineer it. So I'm going to imitate it. 
and I'm going to make sure I assimilate it to do it and execute. And then I'll start innovating. I'll start making changes later when I at least get the foundation part of it down first. Yeah, that's a great, uh, it's, it's so important to understand that if it's been done before, it can be done. And things that everything great that was done, wasn't done before as well. So things are possible, right? It's just most people lack the belief and lack the consistency that it takes to do it long enough. Because let's be honest, some shit takes a long time, longer than people are willing to put in, right? And I think for prime, like, especially during hard times like this, you know, we've got the Corona, then we got this thing coming. And it's like, most people will use these kind of things as an excuse to kind of drop out of what they're doing. But that's, it doesn't matter what it is, whether it's Corona, whether it's this, what's going on, or there's another thing, people just want to, they, they have, they have a goal, but sometimes they're just not committed long enough to get through these things. And I feel like these things are thrown at us in order to test us to see if what is it we really want to do if, if we're committed to it, then it's just a bump in the road. Right. Well, look, I mean, the timing of uh, the last dance with uh, the oh. Chicago bulls and, and best Michael documentary Jordan. ever made, dude. Hands down, hands. Like, I can't wait till the awards come out because they're gonna sweep the awards in that documentary I, category and just story, the storytelling, uh, the way they went back and forth, like just unbelievable. But I think I think people are, for the first time, uh, are, are are going to really see how much it takes and when you come across adversity. Mm how much obsession is needed to get past those certain situations because they don't, you don't even really see them as roadblocks or obstacles. It's like, Oh, this is part of the process. Yeah. You understand that it's part of the journey. It's part yeah. of like, you know, if you're going to drive from one side of uh, uh, the continent to the other, you're going to need to put in some gas in the car. That's a, you don't, you don't see the needle in your car going to empty as adversity or, yeah. or, or as an obstacle, you just know, okay, I'm going to need to go putting gas. I'm going to get hungry. I also need to sleep. And, and so I think uh, getting something done in your life, uh, uh, achieving something that's big in your life, you just know that oh, this is just, it's part of the process. It's part mm -hmm. of the process. How do, you, how do you install that into your team? Because a lot of people become victim versus empowered when it comes to challenges. They think, why me? Why is this happening? And especially, let's say in your industry where, you know, real estate could probably, we'll get into like how that's going to affect the market. But say somebody's brand new or they've been in a little while, they felt a little bit of success and then boom, it's like, oh, okay, the reality is going to hit. How do you install it to them that it's like, it's the long game here. This is the journey. This will make you better later on as a mentor as well. Well, look, I, I, I explained to them first and foremost that you're going to hit the wall. You're going to, like first and foremost, actually, yeah. understand that if you compare yourself to me, who's been doing this for 15 years in the real estate industry, but sales and service for 25 years, that I'm driving off the line right now. If we were going to race, I'm, I'm sitting in a Ferrari. And you're, as, as if you're starting out, you're in a Mack truck, 18-wheeler truck. Okay, it's going to take you a little bit longer to get off the line. I'm going to get off the line a lot quicker. I'm going to go zero to 60, zero to 100 a lot quicker. But once you get momentum, 
you can crush my Ferrari. You can literally just drive over it. And so I want you to understand that that takes time. Yeah. That you need to have patience. And so I want you to be very, very patient for the results, but on a daily executing with speed. So do everything fast. The more that you do, the more failures you'll have, and then you can actually fix those and, 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 and get yourself back up along the way. And so mm. I start off there with a newer agent. I let them know that real estate in itself, values of real estate are cyclical. And so understand that your business though doesn't have to be if you, because we're in the customer service business, we're in the service business, yeah. that if you take care of your people, they'll always come do business with you. As long as you're not, you're not an ass, to them, they'll, they'll come back and do business with you. And if you want to be, unless you want to be transactional, like if you want to just do a few sales here and there, and you have a mortgage license, real estate license, Uber license, taxi driver, all that kind of stuff, then, then I'm not talking to you. That's not even who comes on our team. You have to be full time, minimum of two years. That if for you to, for you to last in this business, you got to understand there's going to be some, some downturns. There's some major dips, what we're going through right now, but you don't have to dip as much as the, the rest of the market is because if you took care of your people, they'll always, always introduce you to more people. Would you say having, being skilled at relationships is, is one of the main factors? Like how, cause when I look at it, when I think about like, what is the most important thing in life? Like when you break it all down in sales, in getting your idea to, out of people, whatever it is, for me, it's, it's relationships because the, you need other humans for you to be successful. Like you can't do it yourself. People say I'm self-made. It's like, yeah, you may have done a lot of work yourself, but you need people too. You, it's about leveraging people, right? And in a, yeah. it's like, where do you, where do you see that as like building those relationships? It's, it, it's number one. In fact, yeah. I think, I think like I am self-made, but to a certain, I was self-made to a certain point and it only got me to a certain point. Yeah. Once I started growing out the team and literally like growing out the team with people that are smarter than me in certain aspects of what needs to get done. Right. Uh, and so yeah. relationship building is the most important and, and I'm, I'm a living like product of it because I don't have a computer. I don't use a computer. I haven't used one for coming up to like two and a half, three years now. Yeah. Everything is done on this phone. That's why when you were talking off air about the new zoom, I'm like, man, my phone looks the same. <laughs> I didn't, I know I did an upgrade, but I run my whole organization from a cell phone. Why? Wow. Yeah. Because I got people around me that, that, that are, are a lot more skillful at holding a camera for, for, for all my content, um, writing, putting together emails. In fact, even writing emails, man, like I'm, um, if you send me an email, Lance, the reply back generally is great. When's a good time to get on a call? Because I don't, I, I can't go, like, I'm not going to read your email if it's like six paragraphs long. Mm. It's too long for you. I'm not, a, I have, I have some troubles with reading and writing. It's just, it's, um, it takes me a bit longer than everyone else. And so wow. I, I say, Lance, let's get on the phone. Let's talk. I know maybe that's not the best use of my time, but you know what? I'm going to execute much better. Like there's being efficient, which is very important but I like to be effective as well. And, and, and I think the best analogy is, is that if you and I were climbing a wall, but I got, I got up the wall quicker than you did, well, I was more efficient. But if I realized that I was climbing the wrong wall the whole time, and you were on, the, uh, uh, on another wall and at the right wall, then you were 
effective, mm. right? And so for me, I, I just learned a long time ago, man, I'm going to put people around me. I have to delegate. You see like everything here, like all these shelves in my office, for yeah, example. Yeah, I love it, man. Man, if I put that stuff up, it wouldn't have lasted more than 30 seconds probably. You know what I mean? Yeah. I have to bring my co-host, Laura. She was like, what? Like, Jazz, I can do this. Give me a day. <laughs> Boom. Brings her tool belt on. And zzz, 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 Isn't doing that her amazing? Thing. It's amazing. And she's like, we're not. Because I was like, I'm going to hire someone. She's like, no, mm. you're not. I'm going to get this done. Like, what do you think? I can't do it. And I was like, Laura, you can do it. Get it done. Mm. That's not my skill set. You know, that's not my skill set. Now, if I ask Laura to do this podcast on a whim, she, she'll get it done, but it's not in her comfort yeah. zone to just do it kind of on a whim. She would want more questions. Ask her to write an email and ask her to write a book as she's ghostwriting my book. She comes up with, she just told me today, she sent me a message. She's like, Jazz, I got to a thousand words. I was like, when? Like in the last week? She's like, no, today. I was like, a thousand words in a, like, in a, wow. in a, and she's like, it took me about 45 minutes. I was like, holy, that would have taken me 45 days because I would have wow. such a hard time starting. You know what I mean, Lance? And so, Dude, I'm, 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 you're, this is exactly what I'm going through in my life. So like, you're making me not feel bad about myself because we're both in the same. So this is the thing. I've struggled my whole life with, with, like I always use my phone as well. And I'm always like, should I be using the computer more? But dude, like I, I think I got 20% in Excel spreadsheet class. Like I was not a good, I, I, I can't even like my, I can't even articulate it sometimes. Emails as well. Like I look at some of my old emails that I used to write when I was a bar manager and it's embarrassing. I've gotten better now because I, I've forced myself, but right. I'm just like you, dude. Like I need to have position people in the positions to do shit that I can't do because it would take me forever to do certain things. And you're right. You got to focus on your area of genius. That's, that's, that's what we really do. Why waste time doing things that you aren't that, that are going to take you longer when you can bring somebody to do that. If you're in that place. Lance, I went, I went from, I went from making kind of low six figures kind of on my own um, to making seven figures for our business. And the only reason that happened is because I got people around me. Now, at the start, I wasn't netting as much because I was giving it all. I was giving it back to the people around me. But I knew I was patient. I was like, okay, this is just going to take a little bit of time yeah. where once they get comfortable in their, in their roles and in their own skin, I'm going to actually net more because we're all collectively going to get done way more than A, I was able to do by myself, but also B, where we were just starting with everyone. So I, you have to leave some money on the table and then you got to cut expenses to do that, to hire somebody. You're going to have to maybe cut some expenses somewhere else to make sure that you have one person on your team. And I think anybody, uh, uh, when they start out in business or, or content, like if it's starting out in business, you need your own assistant because the assistant, you're going to free up 40 hours of your time. And some people are like, well, I can't afford an assistant. No, no, no. You can't afford not to have an assistant. It, does, it just doesn't make sense. Mm -hmm. If you're in content production, I have a full-time videographer, part-time videographer, uh, full-time copywriter, full-time graphic designer. And because I love cartoons now, um, um, I have a, uh, a part-time cartoonist that I brought on and mm -hmm. she's going to be going full-time. But some would say, well, yeah, Jazz, you're making enough money to do it. But there was a time when I didn't have any money. So I started with interns and then I started with part-timers. 
and then and then they become full timers. And so you can start. There's people in school and design and graphics and all that stuff that need some real life experience. You got to put in the time. You got to find them, and they don't. They're not necessarily. Uh, they don't necessarily need to get paid. They'll just they'll do it for the life work, like the work life experience. And and then and then if they're doing a good job, then you can pay them. But then you have to cut. You might have to cut your expenses, as I mentioned earlier, and and maybe. Maybe it's not a $5 latte from Starbucks and it's a dollar coffee from Dunkin' Donuts. Like, we, you'll be fine, I'm sure. Yeah, you know, yeah. And, and, so, and so that start, those things start to add up, right? Like, when we were, once we here in Toronto, Canada went into uh, lockdown, which was about the 14th or 15th of March, the first, first thing I did was look at my expenses to make sure that I could do the second thing. So the first thing was, is that I looked at my expenses and said, where can I cut my expenses? If I have to, if things get like, I don't know how long this is going to last. Right. At that time I didn't originally, I thought maybe this is a two, three week thing. Um, I thought, but I thought we could all take vacation, but then I quickly learned, okay, this is a lot worse than, than I originally thought. And then the second thing is that I told my team, I said, look, I ain't getting rid of anybody. My, my, my headspace is not getting to, to get rid of anyone because I've already internalized where I'm going to cut my other expenses, right? Like I was willing to literally go drop my car off um, and get a, and get a, a car that that's half my payment. I, once I got to the place where, okay, I would truly like, and this is not just like, put like me saying this, I truly came to a point in that first three days of lockdown that I would sell my house and move into a much smaller home to keep my team to weather this storm. I knew I could come up with the messaging to the team that I'm not planning to get rid of anyone because I knew what I was willing to sacrifice for this. I, to come full circle about relationships, that's how much I believe that you need the right people. And then you got to realize anyways, like I, that, and I'm still on this journey that where someone starts on your team, be prepared for them not to stay there and don't take that as judgment, like on yourself or them because life changes. Like, you know, I have, I have one of my guys who's, he's like my air traffic controller. Nothing happens in terms of a lead, somewhat like a, a lead coming into our, our company, or he's also plays like our real estate concierge server uh, director. And, and he started off as a real estate agent and that's what he wanted to be. He was like, dude, I just want to be a realtor. Did it for two years, three years, came to me on a drive one day. He's like, Jazz, I got to tell you something, man. Like, I don't want to be a realtor. Like I know, look, I, I'm watching you, how much it takes. I would love to have a nine to five. And I asked him, I was like, what would you want to do? He's like, give me a nine to five, 10 to six job at the desk. And I just want to make phone calls. And he's like, I know that doesn't exist in the company. I was like, give me two months. Let me think about this. Let me see where I can fit you. And that was two years ago, three years ago, sorry. And so now he's been in that role for three years and I've increased, like over time, just increased his, his salary because he brought so much value because he was so happy. He was happy doing what he wanted to do. And he's, he's been outperforming any, like anybody that, that like he's outperforming what he was as a realtor. That's, that's great value there, man. Because yeah, it's, it's about managing the team. Like I noticed that when I was bar managing, you know, I would bring in people and I'd be like, now we got a team and then someone would leave 
and you get attached to this vision of, oh, we got a great team and then somebody leaves and it's constantly, you're constantly trying to fill that, that void. And I mean, you kind of get used to that. And I, 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 I like that you brought that up because even with my team, you know, my team's growing, we have a podcast production company and, you know, I tend to want to, and they're going to be hearing this. I tend to want to push them and help them get to the next step of where that may be. But I also don't, they want to be in their own lanes and do what they're doing. Where do you see at you trying to push the growth of the people in your organization versus allowing them to kind of stay in their lane and, and do what they not, not like allow them to just stay where they're at, but like encourage them to grow without pushing them. In the, in so I, I start, I start kind of right at one extent where when I bring someone on, I think the first, like I, I, if I put on an application uh, uh, like online and, and ask for resumes, I might get 40, 50 resumes. I generally hire the first or the second person. Cause I just think people lie on their resumes. They lie. Like if you ask them a question, like <laughs> what's the, What's, uh, you know, what's the worst thing about you? And then and they'll answer like, sometimes I work too hard. Like that's the answer. <laughs> that they, what is that bullshit? It's all bullshit to me. Like at the end of the day, are, you, are we going to connect? Like I need to make sure Tyler plays really well in the sandbox with Laura. And Laura plays really well in the sandbox with Steven. And I need to make sure everyone plays well. And I'm kind of get I'm going off a vibe and I'm going to hire the person if I think the vibe is going to be fine. And I start off by saying, hey, like we're going to date for three months. Let's just check it out. Let's see if you, A, like you want to be around me um, and, and, and the rest of the team. And I got to make sure that, you know, you're, you're able to do things quickly, make all the mistakes. I'm not a, I, I don't reprimand people. That's not my style. I like to, I like watching people make mistakes. I like making mistakes because I know that's part of the process. But then I also say to them, and this is what I mean by the, uh, uh, on the one end of the extreme there is that like use me as a trampoline to like even not be here in the next few years because selfishly I want you to say like I had 1% to do with your success and and I was the coolest person to work with and when I say coolest I mean like the nicest person the one that motivated you the one that inspired you to do something outside of my company outside of my world and so because I also know that well if Laura leaves or Tyler leaves, there's somebody else there. I'll bring yeah. somebody else in. It's not going to be as, 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 as fluid. It's not going to, you know, there's going to be a learning curve I got to go through, but I'm, I'm also like, look, I understand that I don't want to lose you, but I'm okay to like, yeah. I'll be fine and we'll all be okay. So it kind of starts with, I want you to, I want you to come in. I want you to grow. If you stay here forever, that's awesome. Chances of that is so rare. Yeah. Uh, but you, sometimes you get people who are like, no, I'm going to be here. Like I have uh, uh, one of my administrators that's been here since day one. That's 14. Um, I was, it's been 15 years for me. So 14 years. Okay. Wow. Never left. Like she's, she's a lifer. She's part of the furniture. I laugh with her, right? Like she's part of the furniture here. And so I don't see her going anywhere and we've had our ups and downs in business and, in, in just real estate. And so she's been here, but most people, most people are going to make changes. And, and so I'm, I know that from the start, like life changes happen, man. Like people, you know, you're living in Toronto and like, screw this. I want to live in Cali. I hate this weather. I'm going to have to deal with that. You know? Am I the type of person to think, okay, hang on, man, I love Tyler, I love Laura and Steven and Clem and, and all the CMOS, all these guys, I love all these guys and girls. 
Could we possibly do something remote? I'm going to go there in my head to try to reverse engineer whatever I can. But at the end of the day, I'm also okay. I'm okay to find other people. Mm. That, that doesn't is, scare me. You know what yeah. I mean? Like it doesn't worry me. I don't stay up at night. If someone's going to leave me, I think I stay up at night when it comes to my team to see if they're actually really truly happy in yeah. their role. Yeah. That's what kind of keeps me up at night, right? Um, I, I have a really good sense and you know, my team listens to these things as well uh, to the podcast and stuff like that. And they know the, the, they'll attest yeah. to it. If you ever ask them off air as well, that the one thing that I do first thing is like if, when the second, the second Spencer walks in my copywriter into the office, I kind of know, I kind of know how his evening went the night before. And I have an idea how the next hour of the day is going to go. And I'm not going to probe just because he's having a rough day, um, but I'm going to watch it. I'm going to be a little bit more sensitive to it because I also know that it does. it's not every day. It might be once every five months or six months or eight months, whatever it is. And so he's okay to go through that. Like I'm, I'm generally really good at not bringing anything to the workplace environment, but that's my skill set. I can't. Have, I can't be audacious enough to think that everyone on my team should have that as well. Like we're, we're good at different things. Right. And so um, I will definitely, I spend probably about 60 to 65% of my, my day and my time on a monthly basis, call it just figuring out the, the, the temperature with my team. Cause then I know how much we're going to get done that month. The self-awareness is great, man, because you really have to have that and the awareness with other people. And paying attention to that because a lot of bosses, CEOs, they don't pay attention to that. It's all about them, right? And it's, it's really interesting to hear that because I think that is like one of the number one things people miss, especially when you have like an office and you got these different personalities and it's all part of the synergistic effect of like the vibe and that shows up in the work and how they talk to clients. It's, it's really fascinating. How did you learn all this stuff? Who is your man? Like, Who's well, I've had a couple of mentors, man. I've had a yeah. couple of like mentors that literally took me underneath their wing. I've watched uh, one of Canada's like the leading uh, uh, car dealership, uh, uh, auto dealerships in the in the country. The the boss. There was three brothers, but one of them took me underneath their wing, and I was with them for three years. Uh, but they're family friends as well, so I've seen the the their journey now, like trailer park to. 12, I think 11 or 12, 13 dealerships now, all number one. And so I saw that growth. I saw what it took uh, to, to the, the organization now is at about 800 or 700 to 800 people. But when I was there, it was about 400. And I just saw what it took. Like it was a lot of, like he was, he was hard. He was, he was firm, but he had such a big heart. Like, you know what I mean? He was, he reminded me of my dad. Like my dad would be very strict with us. And, and sometimes, you know, there's a little slap on the bum here and there and growing up and, and, and it was some discipline, but you know, he, he, at the end of the night would come into the bed and just kiss and give us a hug. And he, he felt bad. Like, you know, he felt bad. Yeah. Even if he raised his voice, even if he raised his voice. And so my, my, my first mentor was that 
I would get it sometimes like jazz, like, what are you doing? Like, how could you do that? Or why are you showing up late or whatever it was? Right. And then, and then I had another mentor in real estate who, who really taught me for the last 13 years. He taught me um, what it takes from a, a service perspective with your clients and and he was he was my business partner as well there's three of us i have a current one this one the, the guy that i'm speaking about actually passed away um uh, about two and a half three years ago now and but he also taught me just look this is what it's going to take to grow a team we were we weren't really there yet um but he already he was a lot older he was 55 years 54 years old when he passed away um and then and then just myself lance like just going through the process right like i watch my whole life, I've always needed people. See, the delegation, the skill and the art of delegation that I believe I have, it came out of necessity because at school, I couldn't really do the math homework or I needed a lot more help. And so did I maybe butter up a girl in class or a guy in class to help me? Yes, I did. It's the I same thing I did too. You know, like, like, did I need a ride to my soccer practice and my dad and mom, they worked. You know, my mom didn't have a driver's license. My father was a taxi driver his whole life. How did I have to, I needed to get to the games. I needed to get to the practice. Well, I'm going to butter up all the parents that I had to, to try to pick. Like, so the, uh, that started at a very young age where I knew I needed people. And now, like when you were talking about the CEO, sometimes just being like the ass and saying like, I did it on my own. I think it's such, it's a very major ego play. Mm-hmm. And I think subconsciously, because I don't want to be known for that, if you read and listen uh, or watch any of uh, my content, I'm going to say as high as 70% of it, I, I talk about my team because I don't want ever, like I wouldn't anyways, but I couldn't now anyways. In 10 years from now, or 35 years from now, when I'm on stage in front of 30,000 people to say it was all me can't say that anymore because for the last 50 30 years i've been talking about how important the team's been like i'm getting goosebumps thinking about like what the team does for me how much they put themselves out there um because they're like 50 percent of my ideas are garbage like they don't work out they don't pan out but they keep on doing it because they're like damn, it might just, we, this one might work for jazz or this might work for the company. Yeah. And, 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 and that, that is, that, that's an amazing feeling because, you know, I, I've had the ability and I'm taking this from Isaac Newton, Sir Isaac Newton, who said that I'm able to see further than others because I'm standing on the shoulders of giants. And that's, that's, that's me. That's mm-hmm. definitely me from the mentors I had, the family I had, and now the team I had. Like I got MBAs around me. I got, I got people who are just so skillful in what they do. Like my cartoonist, she's just golden. Like, like no one on our team can do what she does. And she's just so brilliant. 19, 20, and I'm sorry, Danny, for shouting out your age. Love you, girl. But uh, 19, 20 years old and just such a skill skillful person when it comes to drawing and an animation and she knew how badly I want to start producing my podcast in animation like cartoons as well mm-hmm. and she's like I got you like we're gonna do this jazz and forget paying me like I want to do this like I think we can do a company together and like she's you know she's younger and yeah. she's just like she sees it and she wants to be part of the journey now yeah that's huge people get behind the big vision people get behind the energy yeah, that's man. It's great hearing this stuff. Now, nice. I, I want to kind of, I want to turn it a little bit and kind of go into more of like 
your struggles. If you can think back in hindsight, what is the biggest struggle or challenge that you've gone through that you can say has had the most impact on your life? September 17th, 2017. There's like I, 9, 9.15 p.m. It was the, I got the phone call that my mentor, my big brother, my like you know, best friend at the time uh, got shot. And he got, nobody knows why, nobody knows what happened. Somebody walked into a restaurant and shot him and he died. And I got a phone call and the world, my world turned upside down. And uh, that's when it all changed for me. It all changed because two, three days before that, as he was, he would have been doing this podcast with you once. He would have been, he, he, he was the face of the company. He was the one who did all the videos. He went on the, he went on stage um, when we uh, educate clients and, and, and uh, talk about our business. And three days before that, I've been with him and I've been together for 13 years. I was like legit his, his right-hand person. He taught me everything there was. And uh, three days before, he, he were about to go on stage and he looks over. He's like, man, you're such an ass jazz. And I was like, why? He's like, you should be doing this. And I'm like, uh, where the heck are you going? What do I have to worry about? Uh, you do what you do. I do what I do. And it's working out perfectly fine. We're doing very well. Progression of our business is like this. Like all the things we were dreaming about, we didn't have at that time when he passed away, but we were on the way. We could see the pieces coming together. And 9.15 p.m., September 17, 2017, excuse me, it all changed. Uh, within the first three to four weeks, we lost um, major clients, major clients of ours that we do a lot of business with and refer us to clients, so on and so forth. Our, our clients left us. And uh, that's when uh, I sat back and I, my current partner now, who was also our, the third partner at that time, we looked over at each other and we said, we're going to keep on going, yes or no? And we said, yeah, we're going to keep this dream going. It's the company that you see here, REC, which stands for Real Estate Center. It was the name that the founder at that time, the, my our partner who passed away, that it was, it was the name was the Real Estate Center. And we said, we're going to do this, but we're going to do it differently now. And we're going to rebrand it. We're going we're gonna, to we're gonna produce content. We're going to do what we do best. And let's get comfortable in our own skin. And as I sat back, I knew at that time, I was the one who was with him for so long. I was brainwashed with, in a good way with so much of all the information. I had all the tools. Mm -hmm. I just needed to go get the toolbox and learn which tools to use at the right time. And I'm, and I'm very, very proud to say that within that two and a half year period at the time of this recording, the brand of REC is stronger than it's ever been. I am more comfortable in my skin now than I've ever been. And the, the dream that we had back 10, 12, 13 years ago, when I met my mentor, 13 years ago to be exact, when I met my mentor, it's so much bigger now. The vision, as you mentioned, is a lot clearer. And it all comes back to the people that we let come into our team because we brought on a director of sales and marketing who's brilliant, Laura Stewart. She just, in her skill set, we brought on a full-time videographer. We brought on, we just grew the team. And, and, and so now, now I'm so proud to say that we were the number one team in Canada, something we were yeah. chasing for 14 years. We help a little over, and it's not a brag by any means. It's just to show people that, man, when you get beat up, that's just part of the process. It, it, it does not matter that you get kicked down. It's if you get back up again. 
Dude, that's a big achievement, man. You know, that's a, that's a huge, (laughs) I mean, that's not breaking. That's just, that's a fact, right? Yeah. That's, That's great. And you earned it, man. And, and I just, I love hearing that because there had to be some sort of fuel from, you know, it's hard because when you lose somebody, it's such a, it's such a devastating thing, but then you almost get this sense of fuel and empowerment. Like you're going to take this and you're going to go and you're going to blaze the trail, you know? And, and, and if you can use that as fuel, man, you can be unstoppable, you know? Yeah. I, I, that's exactly what I did. I used it as fuel every day because then I believed in myself, right? Like I knew that, Hey, like I could do this, but I have to do it differently. And what I mean by that is, is it's a funny story that the first, I'm going to say about two months, two months after his passing, we got on stage and, and because I've heard, I've heard like his presentation for 13 years. Okay. Heard the presentation for 13 years. If I say, Lance, if I say a thousand times, man, I'm lowballing that number. Okay. It's been a lot longer than like a lot more times than the thousand that I heard his talk on stage. So I went up there and said, I got this. This is, it's going to be good. Like, no worries. I, I know what I'm going to do. Like, I know what I'm going to say. It's going to, it's going to be very smooth and easy. And as I went up there and tried to be him, I bombed. My two closest people, my team members, right? And I've said their names a few times, Laura and Tyler. <laughs> yeah. they're, kind of, they're the ones who are the vets now with, 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 with us. They looked at me. They're like, who the heck was that on stage, dude? Like, that's not you. And like, like you were fumbling and like, like it just wasn't you. It seemed so memorized and, and just so like, like unenthused, no energy. Where's jazz? And I drove home that day. After that, and as I drove home that day, I just, I realized after getting the feedback from my team that like, I got to be me. Like whoever's going to like me is going to like me. And whoever's not going to like me, they're not going to like me. And that's okay. And that's when I started to get comfortable in my own skin. It took, don't get me wrong. It wasn't the next day uh, that I executed on that, but it took, it took another seven to 10 months to really get into the, my groove. And that's when I started to produce the podcast. I produced, started to produce the podcast six months later. And that just revolutionized our business because the podcast was not something that was, we never had this before. So it wasn't, it wasn't something that we were doing with like from the old regime, so to speak, it was new. It was fresh. The truth is, I didn't even know what a podcast was when I first saw it. I was like, what the heck is a podcast? I had, to, I had to Google the word and then I found it. And, and I said, oh, this is cool. Like, all I got to do is like talk into a mic and it's free and there's no cost for it. And okay. And there's no cameras. Okay. That's good because I'm not comfortable with cameras right now. I don't like the lights and I don't like all that. I just need a 20 five years of sales and service spent a lot of time on the phone never heard anybody said they didn't like my voice i'm like this makes sense to me and then for anybody who's listening and watching this is where the magic happens and the secret sauce is momentum it starts to snowball because then someone said man we would love to see where you do this i was like really they're like yeah i was like okay i got uh, i got i didn't even get a camera man i had somebody just hold a camera but never spoke to it, never spoke to the camera, just spoke into the mic and had somebody. And then I was like, no, let me look over to the camera. And then I got comfortable. Now I need, like, one thing about the pandemic is I hate the fact that I don't have two cameramen around me right now in my studio because I can't capture all this content. So, and so now, that's where the snowball happens, right? Like, now I'm like, okay, 
like this is it this yeah. is it i found my calling like i love sales and service i love it i love when it's specifically real estate because I've created wealth in it. I've seen thousands. Like I've seen hundreds of thousands of people do it. I've helped thousands. Okay. I haven't helped the hundreds of thousands, but I've seen hundreds of thousands of people make money in real estate. So I love when people make their first investment property, find their first condo. It's where they're going to grow a family, all that, that, that really gives me joy. But I know what I found where, for what I'll do for free. And that's this, like Lance is not paying me to do this, but I couldn't wait to do this in the morning when I woke up. I was like, let's do this Lance. Yeah. Like, like I'm a, because this is really the calling. Cause I'm hoping one person, I just don't know who that person is going to be. I'm hoping one person listens to this story or sees the passion or sees the, the happiness that on my face when I speak about that I'm living in my hobby now and they start that. I'm just hoping one person takes yeah. that. Dude, I, there's so much there that you, 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 there's so many similarities because, and I really, I really can relate to trying not to be somebody else and living in your truth because especially in the podcast game and with social media, it's really easy to compare ourselves. And for me, it's been hard because there's a lot of noise. There's a lot of people doing things. And although you want to model someone that someone that's been successful, you still have to be you. And for me, you know, I, I feel that I've been able to do this by just being myself in my truth. Do I have the vocabulary some people have? No. Do I swear too much? Maybe. But like, that's just me being me. So when I have a conversation, I have to be myself. I can't pretend to be somebody else. This is, if we were sitting in a coffee shop or at a bar, I would be talking the exact same way to you. You know, like that's the way. And, and, and that's important to me that we have a space where we can just talk about this stuff. And for me, adversity has been the thing for me that I've gravitated towards because of all the crazy shit that's gone on in my life. And now if I had stuff to talk about, like, you know, like hockey or other bar stuff, which I may talk about, you know, eventually I can have a platform to talk about that stuff. But for you to talk about something you're so passionate about sales and, and real estate, it's amazing because you could just be you and just talk about what you have done. And people just love the fact that you're just being you. You're not being putting up on a facade. You're like, this is what's worked for me. You know, take it or leave it. That's, that's the most important thing. I got a crew of friends that I grew up with. Like there's maybe, I'm going to say six to seven of us, 12 years old, grade seven, that we still hang out. And, and, and you know, obviously not during this, uh, this time where we're all practicing social and physical distancing, but uh, we, we generally do once a month, we do a big poker game, there's six, seven of us, and there might be a couple of others that just kind of newer friends. But the six, seven of us get together. It's called the boys' night. Uh, once a month, uh, we'll go, you know, five, six, seven hours, eight hours, and just kind of hang out, play poker, have some drinks. And if they're like, they're the ones who kind of keep me grounded as well. Like, and not because they say or do anything. It's just because I know, like they watch the podcast. They watch all the content that I put out. I put out 20 to 25 pieces of content a day on all the platforms. Like there's a lot of jazz out there. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so my boys, I knew like if the second, these guys are my friends since grade seven, like 12 years old. If they, like they would call me on it in a second, like what? you don't speak like that jazz or, yeah. or that's not who you are. Yeah. Am I, 
am I innov am I, I'm starting to get in innovation mode, but I'm also not hiding the fact that like I met somebody who's a mentor from a who's a mentor from afar from the start, but then I got to meet him that I he legit told me, he's like, stop even watching me, Jazz. I just want you to copy everything I'm doing. Watch how much the world will come to you and then start innovating. And that's a guy, you know, that's a guy, Gary Vee, who yeah. most, a lot of people will know. I spent three, four, about five hours in his office, a good amount of time with him, his yeah. employees, his staff, his business partners. And, and from the day that I kind of met him, and what he told me, which was jazz, just do what I'm doing. Like, don't worry, you're, it's going to come. That was a, a year ago. Um, so I was already starting to get some success with the content. Like business success was already happening. But the con from the content perspective, from that time forward, it's funny. Like it's almost 5x, more than double, the listenership, the viewership. But really what I care about, the DMs and the emails and the texts I get, like, I have a call coming up at, uh, uh, in about four or five hours and the guy sent me a text and my team brought it to me just saying that he, he's so excited that he's going to have a conversation with me at 6 p.m. that he has his questions ready because he doesn't want to use up too much of my time. Mm. But like I, I'm thinking back like, man, I don't think you understand. Like I, I want to give it to you all. Like I want to give you more time than you want because I know where I'm from. Like I, yeah. I, I know exactly where I was born and raised and I, I'm never going to get too big for anyone. That's not who I am in turn. That's not who I am. That's just, mm. it's not how I've been built. And so, um, I can't wait to get on this call with this guy and just give him everything that I've learned because the pie is big enough. We can all eat. And if we run out of pies, we'll just bake more. Like we'll yeah. figure it out. <laughs> I love that, man. Uh, so, we're going to work on wrapping it up here in just a minute. I just, there's a couple things I want to cover real quick here. First, you brought up Gary V. If you had to pull one takeaway him, if you could give us break down his, his brain into us in one takeaway or a couple takeaways. Cause I've read, I've read crushing it, but like in real life, like what is something that tangible that you can say from him, from his mouth that he told you that changed it for you? Do things with speed. Meaning, okay. if you're going to produce content, just get it out there. Don't take 16 takes to do it. Because as you, because within the, those 16 takes, the time that it took, call it 16 minutes. But if you only put out one, then you're going to only get feedback on the one. Put out all 16. Uh, it took uh, you the 16 minutes. Get yeah. it? It took you the 16 minutes to do but you only put out one, put oh, out all man. 16. You're going to, you're going to get, it's, it's brilliant. It was like, I know how much that resonated with Dude, you. Dude, that just hit me like so <laughs> <Yeah>. much. <laughs> like, I'm like to my team. I'm like, no, this quote's not right. This is it, the write-ups not. And it takes me That's, forever to do one stupid post, man. Yeah. Gary would eat you alive with this. <laughs> okay. I know. Trust me, man. You're looking at somebody who, who, who was, when I started, was so concerned about not what people would say, but like what the messaging, like, are they, like, what, what are they going to think about the messaging? So I get where you're coming from, but to answer your question, what, to break down his brain, what I learned the most, and this is from him telling me, but him, me also watching for a long time, which was those 16 pieces of content in that 16 minutes, put them all out because now you're going to get minimum 16 pieces of feedback, which will 
change the way you do the, the next 16. So get them out as quick as possible. And like I, I come from a less is more perspective with like in real estate, when you sell a house, you say, you say to the seller, like, make sure you take out everything off of your cat uh, account, take everything off of your counters and, 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 and take out all the pictures because less is more in the content world. More is more, more is more like 20 pieces of content. Jazz, you think you're good. You should be at 50. You know what I mean? Because, because, because the algorithms don't work like that. Like that you, you, people will say to you, damn, I see you every, all, like all over the place. That's not because every time they, they scroll on their Instagram feed, they see your 20 posts. Instagram doesn't allow that. And so more is more, um, is, is kind of what I, what I would break it down, like how I would break it down to people just do more keep on doing keep on doing you'll get the feedback and you'll be able to get better than second round and the eighth round and the 32nd round that's so helpful man that's so helpful and i know everybody's struggling with that wrap it up brother what is one lesson that we probably covered this but it's a staple question yeah. i always end with yeah. what is one lesson that adversity has taught you to shut out the noise Shut out the noise. The noise might come from your friends. It might come from your family. It might come from the media. And I think the worst noise and the most detrimental noise is from in here. Mm. That little person that talks to you when you're taking a shower, when you're driving, when you're going for a walk. Shut out that negative noise because, because if, you have, if you allow garbage in, garbage will come out. And so how you do that is you drown it out with positivity. Mm, love it, dude. That's powerful, man. This was great. <laughs> Thank I love, you, Lance. love chatting with you, brother. You got so much great insight that I could resonate with. I truly grateful for this, man. Oh, you can, you can tell. And I hope the viewers and the listeners uh, uh, felt the synergy and felt the positive vibes because well, there's so much going on. There is so many more better people out there than we're seeing right mm. now. Don't lose faith in humanity because we are an amazing, amazing group of people. We've come, we've gotten through so much in our lifetimes and, and this is just a little blip and we're seeing some, you know, there's a, there's, there's bad peas in every pod, right? Absolutely. Where can we check you out? Where's the, if you want to, the first place for people to learn more about you, where's the best spot? Jazztacar.ca. That's J A S. T-A-K-H-A-R dot C-A. I got a monthly newsletter there, but that's the one place you can get all my content all at one place. I do a live nightcap on Instagram. Um, if you can't see it every night, Monday to Friday at 9 p.m. Eastern, that's where all the recordings go, all my podcasts, my blogs. But this newsletter is something I'm so pumped up about. Um, I, I, I'm going to be just sharing all the stories that I've sat down with guys like Gary Vee. I just had Grant Cardone on. Um, and, um, the list goes on and on. Mark Victor Hansen. I'm going to take all those uh, podcast recordings, but I know people like to consume with like reading. And so they're all getting uh, into articles as well. But then you can sign up for a free monthly newsletter. I don't charge for anything. I don't have anything to sell you unless you're thinking about investing in real estate in Toronto. That's what I do. But um, I'm all about giving away everything in terms of my strategies for entrepreneurs, sales, people all that but it's jazztacar.ca lance my man i can't 
tell you how appreciative I am for you having me on, but also the questions that you asked, you really allow people to go deep and you really pull out a lot. And I can tell you that I do this a lot, like where I'm a guest on someone's podcast and I get a lot of the same questions and this was different, man. It felt different. You got me goosebumped out a few times and I appreciate that because you took me down memory lane. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. And, and I try and design it where it's just the kind of conversation that feels natural, you know, even though like I didn't even get, I had questions written down. I didn't even ask them because it that. just like, I was like, you know, <laughs> it just ends, it ends up flowing and you know, I really appreciate it. It's the realness that you have, man. And I, I'm really, Thank you. I, we're going to make sure to have all your information in the show notes as well. And Thank you. I I'm highly encourage everybody to go check you out. This was great, dude. I got so much out of this and uh, yeah, man, I appreciate you what you're doing for the world. Wow. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I, I hope I brought some value. Oh, absolutely. Thanks everybody. Make sure to smash that subscribe button on Apple. Stay on top of the episodes. And if you can, please leave us a review. I really appreciate it. It doesn't cost you anything and it really helps the show grow. So hope you guys have an amazing day. All the stuff to check out jazz are in the show notes. Highly, highly recommend checking them out. Much love, everybody. Catch you next time.